All right. Well, what's up, y'all? This is uh, Scotty Hines here. Uh, another episode of Bear With Me. So, I've been kind of, um, I've been enjoying this. What am I on? A, it's a Tuesday morning. I'm not even sure when this will get launched. Um, but it's Tuesday morning, and I'm on my way to do some sales, slanging some backyard remodels, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, I can keep collecting uh, the gold from Egypt as God is moving my family. I like it when um, God subtly shows his, like, like his hand in things. I've just been having some of those moments where it's been consistent, like over the past month, where you start to doubt something and, you know, uh, like just things you're doing. For me, it's the steps that I'm taking for my family. Um, and not only the steps that I'm taking, but also like um, the ministries that I feel I'm being called to. And it's just really cool, man, when you re- re- when you get a message from somebody at a left field and they just speak to, to you about something that really confirms, like, things you feel God is starting to show you, you know. And, um, you know, my wife and I have been chatting about an exodus for a while. We own in Texas and we, we really want to move away. And uh, that's our goal. We want to uh, just kind of move ourselves from California. California has... I just, you know, <clears throat> it, it appears to have a lot of carnal authority, you know, shut down churches. And, and then you just kind of hear the things where police can take your children or whatever, the uh, Department of Children's Services, DCS, if, if I'm not mistaken, that's what it is. And, and I think about it, but, but in reality, man, a lot of times I, I feel like both sides are being worked up. And <clears throat> the, the goal is to keep your eyes, like, off what what society's telling us right because you see these posts where you know kids are being taken from their mom or a dude's getting arrested from you know arrested for a ride in his canoe and there's more to these stories and we get clickbait into them you know because it fits our bias and we want we want it to be right and 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 that's a spell man that is a spiritual spell and we have to take a step back and i think in order to take a step back you have to start to understand that first off satan has authority on this world like the bible is pretty clear that he's the god of this age right and when i say god um i he has limited power as a matter of fact i would say he he has no power other than our consent that's one thing we have to start to uh, rationalize through is that satan's work can only be accomplished through our consent you know standing up to him is is half the battle but understanding how and why you're standing up to him is you know important and what I mean is this, like my son was talking to me about, I'm going to try to sim- simplify this on the, on the sin level, and then hopefully you can expand this, um, you know, corporately or to a larger context. But my son loves to play video games. And I tell him, you know, the way Satan works is he doesn't have to control you. All he has to do is manipulate circumstances for you. And it's easy. He likes to play, let's say, Fortnite, right? And he wants to... I play so bad, but he wants to, he, he. The temptation to disobey me is only there if his desire to play outweighs his desire to be obedient, right? Then Satan can tempt him, and that's why it's important that we reel these sins in, that we have spiritual disciplines, because we have to keep our responses tight. Because the more we give in, the the more down the rabbit hole we go, the more difficult it is to say no and peel ourselves back. And so it's very important to understand. 
how we're engaging, you know, in spiritual warfare and the results we, you know, we can anticipate from that engagement because we need to have victory, man. And what you see right now, look at on both sides. Like if you can remove yourself from the mindset of being Republican or Democrat, right? Just you have to remove yourself from that and put yourself in the place where the Bible would call you a pilgrim, right? You don't have a voting position. Neither one of them represents what God has for you, okay? You are going to support abortion. You are going to support uh, theft, uh, oppression, no matter what side you select. And so when the Bible says render to Caesars what is Caesars, that's a tax argument. I, and I don't want to get into a whole obedience thing of this COVID stuff, but I just want to... Like, like, I want to point out to a greater issue, and that's the confusion. Confusion is of Satan. Truth is very black and white. Confusion is great, and it's promulgated by Satan. And so when you look at society and you see what some would call conspiracies, right? A whole lot of conspiracies going on, and then you have pretty obvious, outright sinful activity. And the reason why you have to see the narrative between high, uh, 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 Satan behind all of them, because first off, Satan can take 100% truth and manipulate it into a lie. So therefore, he could take things that have half-truths, such as a lot of these conspiracies. And a lot of these conspiracies are like 90% true. There is a lot, a lot of truth in them. And, and a part, and I don't even like to call them conspiracies. They're just, they're, they're, that's, but it helps you relate to the context which I'm speaking. But a, a lot of them, the reason why most people reject them is because to accept to accept like first uh, uh, a cabal over our government, you have to then realize like, dang, even the great Donald Trump, I say great in parentheses for those of you who can't see me because you're not in the car with me. Uh, it, it, <clears throat> these, they all have the same agenda, you know? And the agenda doesn't have to be a one world order. That's Satan's agenda. But that agenda can be played out and manipulated through the, through the sin of man. And that's where man's agenda gets twisted. See, Donald Trump, I honestly believe the dude's an accident. And I think that he just cares about being the greatest president and the biggest. I mean, think about it. He has to just appease people. So he's going to come out and, oh, we're going to do the greatest vaccinations. But then on the other side of his mouth, he's like, not everybody has to be vaccinated. Like, he just is a people pleaser. And the Bible is very clear that you can't please God. All right. But those statements, well, you can't please God when you're a people pleaser. But those statements from him rain um they give echo into these conspiracy theories of of the new world order and these forced vaccinations and it causes people to to see their you know their truths and they expand on them and they and then they 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 grow even deeper you know they, they dig deeper into their biases and we have to understand that satan has the bigger influence on this world and all and you all you have to ask is what is the fruit of all this Right? What is the fruit of me dying on this conspiracy or me jumping onto this strand? And really, it's dying on a, on a hill of a world that's not ours. And that's where we have to start to pull our heads out of our butts and take a step back and start to embrace the, the pilgrims that we are and, and start to see that our place in this society is one of skepticism, um, peeling ourselves back because we are after something truly different. And that's another thing that you, as a believer, will have to come to grips with, that you are not after the American dream um, uh, baptized in Jesus. You're after the promise that God gave Abraham. You know, that's what we are fulfilling, and that is what we are chasing, the promise in which all the ends of the earth will be blessed. You know, and that promise was given in Genesis. And Satan's going to do whatever he can to distort that promise. When you can, st when you can narrow back your focus of what, what are we actually doing here, right? And you remove yourself from, from agendas, 
even a church agenda and you start to apply yourself just biblically, like what are we doing here biblically, all right? And what is this world? What is my relationship to it? Well, if you start to comprehend and accept that your relationship is being a pilgrim, then guess what? Then guess what? When you accept that relationship, you start to see um, your disconnect from this world. I am going on two months of no media. I am going on two months of just abandonment from secular TV, from the world. And let me tell you something. I'm seeing clearer and clearer, and I'm able to put Donald Trump, I was a very MAGA person, I'm able to put even that into context and say, you know what? You know, yeah, okay, I like him. He may be better than, than the alternative, but overall, these men don't represent what we're chasing. And you want to give me any argument that God is going to hold me accountable for these elections. Look, Christian, you forfeited that that argument when you bent on the gay marriage and you let poor, uh, 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 the family structure you know, corrupt it all in the name of wanting to appease the world. So those arguments need to me just go off the world. We we are now living in um, a society that is antichrist. And the churches, the argument right now that's going on with John MacArthur, and he, he has this post. If you don't know who John MacArthur is, John MacArthur, he's a pastor, I believe, in the Santa Barbara area. I could be wrong. Um, but he he's, has the master's college. Anyhow, he has this post about it's we should be the first to be obedient, right? And there's this big old big push from honestly the mainstream. And, and I I know there are large churches that are defined and opening, but if you look, it's mostly the big churches with a lot to lose that are enforcing the stay at home, right? They're trying to be the voice of reason. But in all honesty, and he says that they're not asking us to pre- stop preaching. Okay, he he has valid points, but here's my response to that: wake up. The fact that you are not even realizing the the state, the world in which you are not supposed to be a part, can shut your entity down on a snap of a finger, should humble you, should cause you to reflect and cause you to look at the status of your church and what is it you are accomplishing, and what vulnerabilities have you susceptible yourself to, and what will these, uh, what will the consequences eventually be? Now they've showed you they could stop you from meeting. What are you going to do if they tell you in the next round you can't even zoom? Because what what happened is because of Zoom and all the conspiracies that are attached to the right wing in the church, they 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 fostered this this resistance against obedience. So we we can't have you guys speak next time. Mark my words, you don't think this is one push? Uh, it, it pushes you five steps the wrong direction because when you come back, you only come back three steps. You're two steps closer to the edge. You need to wake up and understand that this world is not our home. Okay. That God created this world and he created it and he, he put man on this world. And then man forfeited his role, and he, and this, his role in this world in sin and God cursed. Okay? And that, man, it goes on from there. God gave a promise to Abraham. And here's, here's something that you need to know about the promise of Abraham and the structures of the cursings and blessings. And when we look at the Old Testament, we look at the, the prophets of old and we can see the structures in which they existed and how God judge them they are mar- they're, they're markers for us they are <clears throat> we can look and say hey we're here in god's wrath right meaning the type of leadership the type of policies and the type of norms that society has showed us we can look through the old testament and see our forefathers and and what god did to their cultures when they got to certain points and what the one that seemed to be the tipping was always uh widows and orphans right when you read sodom and gomorrah that was kind of in ezekiel he talks about that's like 
the evidence that you guys have completely abandoned the work of the Lord. And you don't need to look to him and say, oh, God is going to shoot thunder. God's wrath is, is sometimes it's slow. He starts to just give you over. And before you know it, you're, a, you're boiled. You know, you're, what is that old frog analogy, being boiled in a pot. And that's the status and where we're going as a church. We're just being numbed. And that's why God is calling us to sanctify ourselves and to separate from the world as much as we can. And this process needs to start now. It needs to start now. We need to stop trying to fight ways to please and be um, just in cohesive relationship with the world because we can't. We're not of this world and they are, this is not our home. And one of the big deceptions that's going on right now, it's, which, which deceives people, is they believe that the Jews in Israel right now represent God's promise and they do not. Okay, read your Bible. Read your Bible. It gives us the guidelines to understand when His promises are fulfilled. And we could take the whole ethnic thing, right? Are they Roman proselytes? Or are they even real Jews? Um, are they the descendants of the Hebrews? And there's, there's phenomenal arguments that they're not. But even apart from that argument, let's look at God's promise. When the Jews are going to be gathered back, or let me rephrase that, when the Hebrew, God's people, are going to be gathered back into his nation, read Genesis chapter 15, I believe it's verse 18, and it's clear. The land will go from the river Euphrates to Babylon. That, my friend, is the fulfillment of God's people being gathered back to his land. Not some little small sect that has uh, America control and is the most liberal uh, anti-biblical section in that region. And I know you might say, oh, it's a democracy. You know what though? In a lot of these Middle East countries where they are uphearing their traditions and their, their, their faith, they're closer to family and the Bible than, than probably Israel. Okay, modern day Israel, not the people, not God's people. We have to open our eyes saying, we have to get off the argument of apartheid state and all that. This is an apartheid world. It is a world that will eventually always oppress people. And so just get your mind off of one state. All of that is, is a ruse to divide us and to get us caught up in these political arguments. As Christians and pilgrims, to us they're signs and they show us where we're at and how God is moving. And that's the attitude we need to start taking when we look at the world. It's, it's signs. Jesus says, look at the times and the signs. And we can see that. And another thing that we have to really realize is, are we in a new world order? Um, you know, no. But yes. In the same breath, are we controlled by one overarching government right now? No. I mean, at least it doesn't, it, it doesn't, I don't think so. Um, although we do see the CDC having amazing control over all the governments of the world, or excuse me, amazing influence on all the governments of the world. That, my friends, should bring us to, uh, to waken, like, hey, this is something we have to pay attention to. And another thing too is what has God always uh, been, from day one, he's been establishing this promise. And from day one, Satan has been seeking to uh, establish Babylon. And let me share something with you. You're in Babylon. Um, I believe America represents Egypt, the slavery, um, you know, Balaam, and, and, or excuse me, uh, Baal, and that type of worship. But my friend, we are in Babylon. The world is one. Satan has got hit through technology. He has made the world one. Whether it's a new world order and it's all ran by one overarching antichrist, I'm not going that route. But what I'm saying is see the times that we're in. That every time it got to this place, God did something very unique and judged. 
And when we look at our country, our country is riddled with widows and orphans. And the church is doing nothing. It's spending all its money on pastors and buildings and programs. And God is mad. God is not for this. And we have to open our eyes. And we have to wake up to the reality of what's going on. Put all your political agendas aside. Put all your conspiracies aside. And realize this, that God is calling you, man, you, to establish the home. To take a step back, repent, and establish your home as a priest and a beacon for God's elect. You start there and you start reading the Psalms and the, and the Proverbs and just read the stories. Read the Old Testament to your, your children. Read the New Testament to your children. Let them start to hear the words of God. Okay? And, and, and surround yourself, man. And then start to surround yourself with a community that's going to, um, that's going to promote and it's going to influence your home to be a great beacon, to be a sounding rod uh, for, for, the, for the Most High. And then you need to then establish the functions and the festivals and, and the structures that God has for your life to bless you. You know, God delivers truth and clarity, right? And, and, and we have to reestablish these priorities, man. Your home, it's from day one. Take it up. Commit your ways. Let God give you the burden and the yoke. Take the burden of debt. That's the one thing that's enslaving you. I will tell you right now, when the Bible says it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom, that has never been more true now than ever. When you look at the state of America and what we are so-called rich, no, it's debt. And that, my friend, is bondage to slavery. And you are going to find it difficult to serve the Most High with all that debt because He's going to call you to abandon certain things and you can't. Because debt is going to make you work. Debt is going to force you into a context that you can't break out of. And that you need to repent from now and start to work your way out of. You know, And again, get a community around you. Um, get a community around you that will keep you accountable to scriptures and your home structures. I have a Tuesday night Bible study where that's my whole purpose. Is developing men that are better just teaching out of their homes. And they will do that over and over and over. And we just build our homes up to look like the temple of God. Honestly, we, commit, we, we, we come to Him for rest. And honestly, when you look at the Sabbath, the Sabbaths are beautiful. You come to God for rest. He wants to give you rest. Jesus says He wants to give you rest, right? And when we come, we come that week. The week doesn't have to be rituals. Don't look to the Talmud and what the Jews tell us. Look to the Bible. That rest of week, you know, it's in Jesus, you know, when we rest in Christ, we don't abandon the practice and we redirect our focus to the substance and off the shadows. You know, Jesus Christ is the substance of our Sabbath. We can then take our eyes off the practices and put them on the substance. Or excuse me, we can redirect our, we can re redirect our focus towards um, the, the, the substance, which is Jesus. And then when you come to your Sabbath, your week, do you take your week and take the burdens that you had of that week and lay them at the feet of the Lord, whether it's sin that you're struggling with, whether it's you've, you've worked too much, whatever it is, and take rest. Take rest that you have a God who wants to restore your soul. These are healthy rituals. These are healthy practices that are going to build you up. And then in that season of rest or that day of rest, you then reflect and be thankful for what God has done for you and that He delivered you and He brought you to another Shabbat, another day of rest to restore you and, and allow you uh, to be empowered uh, to move forward the following week. And then as we are gathered, you know, we gather together, uh, uh, when we gather corporately, they should be about, about celebrating what God is doing in our families and our communities and the growth that He is showing in our families and the faithfulness 
you know, it starts plainly by understanding we are called to be the priest of the home. God wants the mission to start in the home and the gathering. He wants all that gathering to be from the home. This world is not our own. It is not our home. We have to realize that this place is freaking filled with strong delusions, confusing people, creating dissensions and heresies that are deceiving even the elect. And it is up to us, as those, you are a man of God and you hear this, it's your job to turn, uh, excuse me, open that Bible, speak the words. No, it ain't a magic box, but yes, it is It is the, the spell breaker of the world. And it will, when you declare it, it will, it will cause his elect to rise. It'll awaken their souls because that's what truth and that's what God does. And how could they, how could the elect even know? You know, it says in Romans, how could uh, someone hear if no one preaches? You've got to preach. How blessed are the feet of those who bring the gospel. Take that gospel, that gospel that God is calling men, calling men to lead their homes out of this world. And hey, that that could have some gnarly, amazing uh, call in your life. Like being called to a random, you know, city, uh, um, a random place where God may be calling his people to gather to institute the festivals and structures that God has given us to sanctify us from this world. Saints, open your eyes. Be encouraged. Be inspired by what God is doing. But you need to put yourself in a place of first repentance. Acknowledge. We have to acknowledge the mistakes we've made. We have to acknowledge the sin that we have allowed to reign supreme and done nothing about. Saints, you have to rent your freaking hearts. Uh, it says in one of the prophets, don't rent your clothes, rent your hearts. I believe it's Haggai. We just tell them to consider your ways. Stop making this a physical thing. Make it a spiritual thing. Tear your hearts open. Repent unto the Lord. And then put yourself in a place to be obedient. Start peeling off. It's not about, yes, pornography, all that crap is going to poison you and it's going to destroy you. And us men need to abandon those things. However, we need to start abandoning our obsession with the world and being stuck physically here. That physical slavery of debt and chasing what the world has is what is going to keep you in bondage. It's going to prohibit you from obeying the Most High. And you need to repent of these sins, saints. Look to Him and know that He wants to deliver us. And he's not delivering us just in this, this so-called mor- morality structure. He's delivering us from the world and he's given us a direction to go. And it starts with you and your home. And the next steps will arise. God is doing something unique. And it's up to you, saint, to step back and start to be obedient to the call in which God is placing in your life. And the role and the responsibilities you have. And if you're hearing this and you're stirred... It is you. I have a Tuesday night group. Feel free to DM me. Can you come part of it? I'd love to see you in these structures. Read your Bibles. Start asking God to reveal himself to you and be blessed. And know what blessings are. Read Deuteronomy 28. Blessings are not what you think. They are spiritual rewards for physical practice, for physical obedience to a spiritual God. Anyhow, this has been just a 